I'm Tyler Robinson, an advisory solution consultant for the intelligence community at ServiceNow. And today, I'm talking with Greg Aldana about the ways the intelligence community can make the most of its existing technology investments and best position itself for the future. Greg, would you mind introducing yourself and your role here at ServiceNow? Absolutely. And thanks for having me today, Tyler. Pleasure to speak with you. I'm Greg Aldana, and I lead the Creator Workflows Global Solution Consulting Team for ServiceNow. That's basically a group of solution consultants that work with customers around the world and helping them digitally transform using low-code application development tools. I've been in the application development industry for over 25 years, and before coming to ServiceNow six years ago, Tyler, I spent about 15 years in the U.S. federal government where I led capital investment projects with low-code application development. The most recently was seven years at the FDIC, where I discovered low-code tools like ServiceNow during the last global financial crisis. I'm really excited to talk to you today about how the intelligence community can leverage this technology. So to start off, Greg, what is some of the biggest challenges you see facing the intelligence community when it comes to getting the most from technology? Honestly, what, what I see as some of the biggest problems is that there still is a whole lot of siloed organizations and siloed technology. I mean, IT leaders in the intelligence community are not going to get rid of all of this legacy technology. So they're really looking for platforms and technology that allow a much simpler consumer-grade experience across all of their systems. You know, I speak to over 100 CIOs a year, and often I hear we're trying to create the Uber or the Amazon experience for for our, our federal employees. But what really makes Uber or Amazon a very great experience is the simplicity the fact that they can click two buttons and get exactly what they want delivered to their home tomorrow. And that's very easy to do in your consumer life. But underneath those two clicks, there are fulfillment systems, shipping systems, finance systems, inventory systems. But as a consumer, you're not exposed to any of that. But when you go to work and you're in the intelligence community, you get exposed to all of that. So IT leaders are looking for more platforms like ServiceNow to create these easy to use and very intuitive and simple experiences across all of the legacy systems that exist inside intelligence communities. And a very great example of how this works is employee onboarding. When a new employee comes to a company and they have to interact with a wide range of systems from procurement to payroll to IT, and usually the federal employee has to log into 16 different systems. And this can be a very, very stressful process. When I left the federal government, I was handed two pieces of paper with 16 checkboxes, and that was my offboarding process. But when I came to ServiceNow, I used a digital mobile experience where I only had to interact with one single system. And so really, that's where we see intelligence community leaders looking to platforms like ServiceNow that are low-code, where they can build these type of custom experiences across all of their legacy systems. Well, that really sounds simple enough, though. Um, But why are so many IT leaders who understand the imperative a challenge to put all of this into practice? Well, you know, I get asked that question by customers a lot. And to be quite honest, technology is not the sticking point. Changing the way that people work is really the challenge, that organizational change management. And IT leaders need to actually find the pain points, find the sources of frustration that all their employees encounter every day, and then show them how technology can make it more productive for everyone. Um, You have to sell it. You have to do a little bit of marketing. And you have to show people, if you're going to show them a new way of doing something, you have to show them what's in it for them. 
I think if we can think back about 10 or 15 years, Tyler, you know, mobile banking, nobody really did mobile banking and not everyone was about to move all of their, their banking that they were comfortable with, you know, and going physically into banks and moving into to a mobile phone. But you know what? They started to see little commercials and little blips and they would see features like being able to take a picture of a check in the middle of the night from my house and upload it into my, into my account and not have to go physically wait in line at the bank. It was that one feature alone that sold people on mobile banking. And very often, IT leaders inside of federal agencies have to do the same thing. They have to figure out where their employees are suffering pain, and everybody has something painful about their job, and then show them how the new system, how the new technology can help them do that much better. And you need to start doing this communicating way before the new system ever gets rolled out and way before a training class. So, Greg, you bring up the example of the banking app, and that's very apt because it needs to be so secure. And in our world, what do you say to IT leaders who have very justified concerns about security? Well, you know, coming from seven years at the FDIC uh, and working with bank regulators, I can definitely understand that. But honestly, not changing and staying siloed in legacy technologies is much riskier. Siloed systems and manual processes expose every organization to an unsurmountable amount of risk. And when you start automating and reducing the manual tasks that allow technology to perform, you can streamline and find efficiencies with much greater control, much more better compliance, and you can do a lot more auditing over all of your sensitive data. When you leave that in legacy systems with manual processes, it's actually riskier and harder to do. So I think automation and introducing all of this low-code automation will actually make things less risky and much safer. So we talked about the banking example. Do you have any examples of federal agencies that are currently uh, realizing success with automation through workflows as well? Absolutely. I, I would probably say one of the, the largest um, low-code application development customers of ServiceNow is the U.S. State Department. And that's probably very close to the intelligence community. One of the largest mobile workforces in the world, 257 embassies worldwide, 110,000 State Department employees. And they are using ServiceNow's low-code application development platform for all over the globe and for, for tens of thousands of employees who need to access data, information, and services. They're using this for translation services. They're using this for courier services. They're using this for any service you could request at an embassy. And so they're actually automating all of these services from a single central portal. The State Department is also using a platform of platforms approach to address all the emerging business needs as new world events creates much larger demands on the State Department. For example, when they had to uh, evacuate Afghanistan last fall, they used ServiceNow's low-code app engine to build an application in under a week that allowed them to repatriate citizens from Afghanistan back to the U.S., so I think that's a very, very compelling example. Well, I appreciate that. So in wrapping up, I have one more question for you, Greg. Where do you see the future of a platform approach to IT? Really where I see things are going, and you might have heard the buzzword citizen development, but really what that means is it's business development. There is so much automation that needs to take place over the next three to four years. Uh, Gardner is predicting 750 million new applications will have to be built over the next three years. That's more applications that were built in over the last 40 years. So you're not going to be able to hire your way out of this problem. So we see more and more federal agencies turning to low code and business driven development to empower business analysts to actually automate and build their own low code applications. For example, at ServiceNow, 
Last summer, we had our own business-led development uh, program internally where we had one of our interns. Uh, she was a sophomore coming in university, and she was working in our public relations department. And she built an application in a single day that saves hundreds and hundreds of hours of the PR team evaluating PR requests. It used to be an Excel spreadsheet and a series of emails. And she created a simple two, three page portal where people could submit and vet and actually track the status of all of these PR requests. And so the best talent that's coming into the workforce is going to be expecting experiences like this. They're going to be expecting to have the ability to automate the business processes that they're actually uh, performing while they're at work. And so the companies and the federal agencies that are the quickest to introduce these citizen or business development driven programs with low code will definitely be the most successful ones moving forward. Well, Greg, thank you again for joining me today. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. This has been a podcast brought to you by ServiceNow. For more information on making the most of your technology investments, visit your.servicenow.com forward slash IC.